<laughs> well, uh, I was wondering if, if we have um, like the approach that every feeling is okay and there mm. is no negative and no positive emotions, it's just like another experience. Mm. Then why are we um, meditating on removing negative emotions from other people? Isn't there a judgment there? Mm -hmm. what they should have and what they mm. when, when you practice Tonglen um, yeah so it's do you really wonder about that right well I think there's freedom in that other thought that everything is okay yeah uh, and if I'm sad, that's okay. It's so yes. the same feeling as being happy. It's just as okay as that. Yeah, yeah. So that, just that's wondering that, mm. yeah. I mean, it, it makes mm. sense to me to remove it from other yeah, people. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. You, would you feel a relief uh, by accepting, just accepting that the other pe person feels like that. Accepting that the other person yeah. is maybe unhappy. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I guess it depends on how much. <laughs> yeah. Uh <-huh. laughs> okay. But for some situations, yeah, yeah I would. I would yeah. say that's perfectly okay. That, yeah, yeah. I, I think natural. also, yeah. I think. Um, very healthy response quite often is to uh, to not try to fix or control or remove anything, yeah. but just to be present together. Yeah, exactly. Just like I see you, and I know this, and I'm I'm here. Yeah. And you're yeah. sad, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And that's perfectly. Oh, it feels so good for me when you say that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yes, and so you have in that in that uh, radical acceptance. Uh, you know, there is a bit of kind of. I mean, you are present for it. Are you you're open to it? So there is a bit of. You don't take it away, but uh, you know, there is a, a bit of this approach in Tonglen. Mm. And of, for sure this kind of acceptance, this saying, okay, this is what you need. You need, well, this is, this is a healing if I give you that acceptance. If, you, if I say, ah, you, you don't, we don't need to control this, we don't need to fix this. So I, it could be that uh, you could see that there is also in in the in the practice of radical acceptance there is aspects of this practice of tonglen. Um, it seems it seems for me just now the, the what you describe as the practice is somehow more profound, more you know, like um, 
it's really uh, for me this is really expression of love so let's forget what I said that's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> love <laughs> yeah uh, um, uh, I think one one possible tra trap in this is um, what I have experienced also is that it this can sometimes be seen or experienced as a kind of indifference that you know, the person which, with whom you are actually needs a bit more um, a bit more like uh, um, active showing of compassion rather than space. So, although sometimes it didn't feel for me like this, that I was indifferent, I got the feedback that uh, the, it was felt as a lack of response, a lack of responsiveness, like an indifference. Mm -hmm. A, a kind of a, a, a coldness or a, a, a disassociation from feelings. Um, so I'm quite good in, in just being with my feelings and with the feeling of another person. So what I need to cultivate a bit more is uh, how to express kindness through you know, so, so a bit more active, active way. Does that make sense? What I think say? it does. Yeah. yeah. It, I know that that it is possible. Like, if you if you go into a field like office holiness that uh, there the kindness and the compassion is so embodied and so feelable that His Holiness does not need to do much to express that or to say something or to do something actively. Uh, but uh, if I try to copy that, <laughs> uh, it... it, it uh, Sometimes it's not communicated. Then also it is um, appreciating and recognizing what is it actually what the other person needs. Yeah. Oh, it's 
it's interesting to explore this uh, the healing power of doing nothing and just being present and where it is the most compassionate and the most appropriate actually to offer something Sometimes the most powerful, the most healing can't be offered because it will not be received. Any thoughts about that? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe also I can have a tendency of offering too much. That's the, that's uh, that's probably more the problem <laughs> in general. Like yeah. that we are, you know, uh, it depends, of course, on our personality. Mm. But uh, that's right. Yes. So for most of us, I guess the direction is more to introduce the doing nothing and just being present and mm. waiting and giving space and. So that's uh, that's that's right. Yeah. But then sometimes I have overdone that. <laughs> and then yeah. And then then it's also then it's also one can ask or I can ask myself then. Is it actually really that I'm open and uh, uh, compassionate and trustful in, in 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 this moment, or am I trying to disconnect and mm-hmm. kind of notice, but there is actually no empathy, no heart in it, mm-hmm. yeah, no 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 softness, no, no juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think for me it was it's probably because when I was younger I was more into like trying to remove it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's not from it's not from indifference. It's more that there's freedom in that I I can be sad that you're sad, and it's okay. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And can I just yeah. because maybe the question before is it that if, if if everything's okay, why should you remove it from someone? So I thought maybe could it be that the thing you want to remove is the suffering mm-hmm. of feeling that it's not okay that I have this feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah. not the feeling, but it's the mm-hmm. next, next yeah. layer coming up. Yeah. The anxiety of the anxiety. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's why you were trying to help remove. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, which you do by allowing. Mm. 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 It's it's <coughs> we we're going into into a different into a different level of Tonglen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, but also I think that compassion 
has to do with both accepting an emotion perhaps and and then also sort of if the compassionate practice as I suppose is also recognizing when it's difficult for someone to carry something not by your judgment but because you can see unhealthy patterns not that you watch a lot of TV or you can you can experience something someone falling apart or in in that regard I think it, it makes sense perhaps to to sort of be a, be a bit more active uh, with the mm. compassionate part and and uh, but I also understand the sort of um, acknowledging uh, who everyone is and how they're feeling and then that that is okay because uh, otherwise it would be difficult to sort of practice it I suppose yeah did that make sense Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there is also uh, a difference of you know, accepting how someone feels because he or she is feeling like yeah. that in that moment and I mean if it's already there then it's good to acknowledge and accept that but not to accept uh, maybe an unbearable situation where you can actually do something yeah. so you accept the feeling but then if that person is hungry and you have some food, I mean, this is a stupid <laughs> example now, then, then uh, you, 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 you... So that would be also compassionate action to work on the structures and circumstances and, and, and do what is possible to do there. Yeah. Yes. You said before, oh, just forget what I said here. Yeah. Uh, you were saying something about love and that being present is the same as, as love. Yeah. Because of that. And why did you say that? Just forget no, what I said. No, I, 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 I said uh, just forget this kind of um, aspect in the Tonglen practice, which seems to be like taking away uh, suffering, yeah? taking away the difficulties. Uh, so now we are in we came to that place of saying actually we don't take we don't wish of course we wish difficult feelings to to not be there yeah so what I wanted to say with forget what I said was this kind of uh, interpretation of the practice of Tonglen that it is like too manipulative and, and too fixing and controlling. Yeah. So that's what I what I meant to forget that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so now there was what what Sissel says this that we that we wish the resistance to go away. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the suffering. Mm-hmm. The feeling in itself is not the suffering, but the resistance to the suffering yeah. to the feeling is the suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we want to take away suffering, but we can't take away pain. That's impossible. Mm. I was just more interested in what love is and, and how we show the love as you yeah. were yeah. explaining how, how you sometimes feel that you could maybe show it a little bit more. Yes. Yes, when you're there. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
you can under you you can recognize that. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm. It's uh, yeah. And and how much that can heal? Just to be there with that. Yes, it, it can heal very much, and still, personally, me, I for for me, it's good to push a bit into the direction of showing it yes. through words, through gestures, through yeah I'm good in <laughs> but then there's fear also behind it, yeah, so it's not genuine, it's not the Dalai Lama's stillness, yeah <laughs> I wish it would be <laughs> and I try to pretend it's the Dalai Lama's stillness, but it isn't uh, so that's that's why then probably rightly it's sometimes recog- as seen as kind of stone-faced or yeah. <coughs> so then. And for some people that can make the, it, it can make this anxious feeling. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, are you with me? Yes, are are you not judging me? You know, it feels like you don't say something, you don't smile, you don't. Mm -hmm. So probably you judge me. Yeah, yes. And then, uh, then I would want to um, show you the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into the difficult part <laughs> at the end of the day. So <laughs> the difficult part, the, the mysterious part, yeah, the mysterious part. That part where we go beyond conceptual thinking. And it has to do with the first step in the practice of Tonglen, which Pema Shodron calls to have a glimpse of Buddha nature, to have a glimpse of spaciousness, <coughs> and, and to slide into the practice from that. And of course, more, more in our own practice, uh, in our meditation practice, and in our in our spiritual practice, more we are familiar with this uh, mystic dimension of of our being. Um, The, the connectedness with everything. More we are, more we, more we have shifted in our, on our own path, our sense of identity from the little separate me to the, uh, to the connected open me. 
more easy it is for us uh, to to uh, uh, to do this first step. More easier it is for us to recognize and to trust that aspect of our experience. Many uh, spiritual uh, teachers, mystics, they say that uh, this experience, the mystic experience, the, the oneness experience, or the, the experience that there's actually nothing to defend here and nothing to get, uh, that, that, is a, that is the experience the, on which all the spiritual traditions rest and uh, which is the experience which is transmitted within the different spiritual traditions, not only in the Buddhist tradition. And of course, we, we have different, different words in the different traditions of this. And as I said in the beginning, it is very humbling to try to talk about this. And whatever is being said is not it. But nevertheless, we can, um, we can share through words, through poems, through metaphors, this experience. So what I mean is, the experiences of moments where you feel that you are in the presence of something which is bigger than you. And you, I mean, you is what you usually think you are. And suddenly, in a dramatic way, or in a not so dramatic way, you feel Oh, there's something bigger. That is, for example, an experience you might have in nature. It's like, let's say, you have a difficult, a, a difficult day, a difficult uh, period in your relationship, and you feel you feel contracted, you feel, uh, you feel reactive, you feel heavy. Uh, everything is so, yeah, it's like me and, and this problem and your feelings and it's like, you, you, it's like, like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's terrible, it feels sticky and small and you feel like a prisoner in your own thoughts and in your own feelings and disconnected from, from, from anything else. <coughs> and then you go to the beach or you, 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 know, you, go, you, you, go, you go for a walk to the beach or you run along the beach, you sit down and 
suddenly something shifts and you're like <gasps> oh yeah this this is made up this is made up it's just like it's it's stories I tell myself it's self-pity it's I just make this up and there's so much more in the world and uh, and sometimes in these moments you can even feel like completely disappearing and and you are just like you are just like the whole thing like you are the waves and the wind and and it kind of blows through you the whole thing and the waves they are like your feelings they come and go and and uh, and you feel connected suddenly and you experience beauty and maybe you see like an animal and you feel wow you feel so connected and you feel ah oh, life is precious yeah so nothing has changed in the sense of you are still in the same relationship and the same problem but you stepped out of the prison because you see somehow in that moment that that prison is in is made up it's it, it seems to be real but it's put together by words by concepts and by images and then if that is looked through you're free and that freedom is of is available of course in any moment it's available now it's not that it's in the the, the beach and the vastness of the sky kind of are triggers or reminders or conditions which make it possible for us to slide into that experience but it is available in this moment uh, you don't need to go somewhere else you don't need to go to places and uh, in in meditation practice and in our spiritual practice we uh, we familiarize ourselves with that experience so that it becomes available more easily that you can kind of that you can recognize more easily when you are in that conceptual prison of the mini me and then you uh, more easily because you're familiar with the other way you can shift and that what that's what what you would uh, then do uh, in the beginning of the practice of tonglen to kind of to open the window and to look into the sky and to have a glimpse of that spacious way, that open way, that connected way of experience. And uh, the, the founders of the different spiritual um, traditions, th they have had this kind of experience which breaks into our life uh, in different ways. 
in a, in a very profound and in a very stable and in a very lasting way. It's so, so, so profound and so stable and so real that they couldn't help themselves then wanting to share it because it's the most precious. It's the most precious. Of course you want to share it. But it is one of the really common human experience you could uh, talk with about this, what, what I'm t- trying to point to, um, with someone who lived 2,000 years ago. It's the same. And you can talk about this um, with, uh, you know, people from all continents and, and all times. It is really a common human experience. This is what is, uh, this is the mystic heart of the Buddhist tradition, of the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. So one can learn a lot of things, this and that, and, complete on, and practices, and, uh, but all other practices within the Tibetan Buddhist tradition are conditions and supports for, for preparing the ground for the mystic experience. So all other practices, all other uh, explorations are relative and preparation practices for the recognition of and resting as this. So now, what is this? (laughs) When I I say this, I guess you all have now a sense what, what I mean, yeah? But what is it, this? Yeah, the, the, this, the, the, the one, the precious one, the, 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 the end of seeking, yeah? the end of the, 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 really the coming home, the really the, the only real rest. Yeah, what is this? Yeah. End of the speech. <laughs> so, what is this? Uh, so, um, there's two different approaches in the Buddhist tradition to this question. What is this? One is, they tell you about what it is not. Yeah? But they don't say anything about what it is, but they, they tell you what it, is, what it is not. So it is a, a, a practice of taking away what it is not. You know, that's what the Buddha did in the Heart Sutra. Or in the, one way to, uh, to divide the Buddhist tradition is to talk about the three turnings of the wheel, like three stages of the teachings. In the first turning of the wheel, the Buddha gave the Four Noble Truths, the Twelve Links of the Pending Arising, the Four of This, the Six of This, the different practices, you know, all the things we learn in the Buddhist teachings, all the lists. So 
then and then we start to practice and we feel we are on the path and that there is karma and there's the loss of karma and ah it feels so good you know to be on the right side <laughs> and to have a plan and to know how things work and and there's like steps to do you know like the nine stages of shamatha and you know the different aspects of bodhicitta and oh we learn it's such a beautiful system and and then the Buddha uh, at Walter's Peak, he taught uh, perfection of wisdom, the Pajna Paramita, and which is then condensed in the Heart Sutra, where he takes everything away. Where he says, No, it's not that, it's not this, no, it's not that, it's not this. No this, no that. Neti neti. Yeah? No this, no that. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So it says in one of the Prajnaparamita Suttas, and the monks fainted and vomited blood. (laughs) 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 Because because, because, uh, they were, they thought they got somewhere and they thought they got it. And they didn't have possessions anymore, but they had liberation. So that's that's one way. Uh, the other way, then, then the Buddha thought, okay, I can't leave them just like in the open nothingness, in the groundlessness, how Pema Shodron calls it. Yeah? But I will give them something. And that's then in the third turning of the wheel, where the Buddha taught the teachings of Buddha nature. So now, the teachings of Buddha nature, and that's what I'm trying to share with you in a few minutes. Uh, the challenge with that is that. Uh, by pointing to this as something, you know, trying to describe, give it, to give it some characteristics or some direction where to look when we want to recognize Buddha nature, that we make it too much into something, that it becomes too concrete, that it will be, that our conceptual mind will try to understand what is meant there. Yeah. So kind of uh, it. It might, it might, it might give us the impression it is something we can understand and grasp, something which exists like other phenomena exist. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, it's maybe good to have some, yeah, some some, some pointers without clinging too much to the words. Like the teachings of Buddha nature is more uh, to be to be related to as poems, yeah. So not so much like you can understand Buddha nature through through the words, but that it is that it is like a poem sharing an experience. 
like a piece of art sharing an experience. So now, in the in the teachings of uh, uh, in the Tibetan tradition, when they dare to talk about Buddha nature, they talk about three characteristics, three pointers. What is it? What we recognize? What is this? How do we look for it? What are we looking for in our meditation when we uh, look into and are curious about what is meant with Buddha nature. So I will say, mention these three uh, characteristics and then tomorrow we will, um, I will lead a bit of an investigation into them. So the first I want to say a few words about is, is the second one, a one clarity or awareness. And uh, this is something I pointed to in our last meditation. So, there's the content of your experience. Thoughts, sensations, feelings. And that changes moment by moment. But the thoughts, feelings and sensations, they are known. Yeah? So they are known. There's awareness, there's presence of the thoughts, feelings and sensations. And, of course, naturally, we are interested in the content of our experience. And so we are, uh, we, we, that, that's what, we, what our attention goes to, to the content of our experience, to the sounds, sensations and feelings. Now, in the recog <coughs> recognition of uh, Buddha nature, we are invited to be curious about what is aware? What is it? What is noticing thoughts, feelings, and sensations? So it's a bit like usually our attention goes to the, that which changes, that which comes and goes, the content of our experience. And now we turn around a bit and we, and we follow this question, what is aware? of thoughts, feelings, and sensation. What is that? So it's a bit like as if you roll around your eyes, yeah? And you look into that which is looking. Or you turn around your ears and you hear into that which is hearing. Yeah? So you shift your attention from the clouds to the sky, from the sound to the silence, to that which is listening, from that what you see to that what, you, what is seeing. And 
It's also called to become aware of awareness. To become aware of that which is aware. So, when you turn around from the content of, of your experience to that which is aware, what do you see? So that is the 100 million question. Mm -hmm. What do you see when you turn around to that which is seeing? So what do you see? One way to answer that question as an experience is nothing. What you see is nothing, is nothing. But nobody ever who looked into that nothing, nothing came back from that experience and said, don't look there, don't, never look there, it's horrible. No, everyone who looked into that nothing and experienced that nothing came back and said, ah, you need to look into this nothing. This is, this is it. This is fulfillment. This is, this is God. This is love. This is, this is the true you. This is what you really are. So to call it nothing is uh, an understatement. <laughs> so this... Uh, this knowingness, this awareness, is effortless. It's not something you need to do. It's not like in the morning you open your eyes and then you need to say, okay, now I need to be aware. No, it is effortless. It is there. You are, this, this, uh, this capacity, this, uh, this space where things can come and go is something which is effortlessly there all the time. It's there this moment, it's there the next moment, without you doing anything. It's, it's something you don't have any control of. I can prove that by asking you to, for one moment, to switch it off. So I count to three and you switch off to be aware. One, two, three. Go back there and switch it off. So that which is the knowingness of this moment, that is what was there 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago. You are, you are on all the time, even in your deep sleep. 
even if you fall unconscious, so so-called unconscious, that that awareness is there all the time. And from the Buddhist point of view, uh, it's a stream of being on, being aware, which is unbroken. It was there already when you were born, when, when you were conceived, from the Buddhist point of view. It is that which remains when, in the death process, all other conceptual levels of your mind are dissolved. All your roles, all your memories, your name, your purpose, and then there is something which remains, and that is awareness itself. Timeless and transpersonal. The other, the first um, quality, the openness, is openness, connectedness, is that in that experience of looking into that which is aware, you can't find boundaries. There is no center, there is no boundaries. And uh, I will show you that tomorrow. That you can't find boundaries within awareness. And again, the sky is, is, a, is a metaphor of that, a symbol of that. And then the last, that is um, a quality of goodness, a quality of gentleness. And that is, in that space, there is a judge, non-judgmental presence, which uh, in the mystic traditions, then is experienced as a kind of love, a kind of loving presence, a kind of goodness, an experience of, like, you know, when, I, when we go back to this experience uh, uh, by the beach, you know, this day when you, when you, uh, we are in turmoil and then suddenly something happens and you feel connected, there is a kind of I don't know how to say it, but I can say it, how it does not feel is that you are in a predatory universe at that moment. It's like, you know, that this this beach and this sky and these waves are after you to destroy you or something like that. Definitely it's not like that. No, it's more like a soothing feeling. 
it's like uh, and, and in the in the Tibetan tradition uh, that uh, that's why the this experience is also called the great mother because it's like there's a sense of being uh, being cared for or a sense of um, being loved, not in a romantic way. Uh, this is like uh, also when people who have near-death experiences, it's a, that's the same quality. They come, they have this near-death experience and and they 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 don't they, they they talk about a kind of love a kind of i mean they all say then yeah these words they are not enough i can't really express how it felt it was beyond any anything i ever experienced in this life but but that's that quality of of gentleness of goodness So that's uh, that's these uh, three characteristics of this, of the nothing, of the special Buddhist nothing. Uh, and tomorrow um, I will uh, share a bit of a pointers in our in our meditation to you know, to, to see if we can can resonate with this. So I hope there was something useful in you in, in this quite long talk. If not, that's fine. Yeah. So, but don't give up on this. Yeah. So it's just like I mean, then you need. So this is it. And it's, I, I feel almost ashamed to talk about it and I feel like stressed and I'm happy that it's finished now. <laughs> but this is it. Yeah, so this is it. Uh, it's like, and uh, the best we can do is to return to this kind of meditation, to this kind of pointers, to this kind of sharing again and again from different flavors, from different teachers, from di with different, different doors. Yeah, but but don't give up on this. Uh, yeah, it's the most precious. Okay.